Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're gonna be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're gonna hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way. Along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener, like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. On this episode of the Self Starter Show, we have Prince Brathwaite. Prince is a husband of one, a father of two, almost three, and the owner of the Trooper Fitness. What I love about Trooper Fitness is it's so community-based. You have a lot of gyms in New York City, but they don't all stick out. Trooper specifically stuck out to me because of how community driven Prince is with everything he does with the style of his workouts. Whereas in this house, there is a lot of personal fitness and everything is customized, but it's also community focused. Prince does a fair amount and by fair amount, I mean a lot of philanthropy. He gives back and to him, his community, that's his family. Without further ado, Prince Brathwaite, Trooper Fitness. Thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks for having me on here. I'm excited. Let's, let's, uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, last time that I was in this <clears> facility, <throat> um, I actually, exactly where we're recording right now, I was amazed because it, uh, it was a construction zone. Right. And I was like, Prince, stop right there. I'm taking a picture of you. So I, I got to find the picture, but I took a picture of you standing right here yeah. when I don't even know if this wall <laughs> behind me was there, yep. but none of this glass was there. None of this, none of the carpet was here. Nothing was here. It was, it was yeah. under construction. I don't know if the walls were right. It was frames maybe. Yeah. yeah. And here we are. This gym is how big? 4,000 square feet? Yeah. About, about a 40, little bit more. 45. 4,500 square feet. Yep. Super dope. This is your baby. This is now number two. We left number one for the HQ right here. I'm yep. going to talk about the future, but first tell me, what do you got going on right now? Tell me everything about what Trooper has in the mix right now. Uh, right now, I've, I'm going to transition just even the way I'm operating my business. I just hired a, a general manager. Super excited about that um, because he's bringing, you know, bringing expertise to the table, um, you know, an experience that I, that I don't have. Um, so that's something that's exciting for me. I know that, you know, I think t- in order to be good at what a trainer does and a coach does is you work on improving other people. I think it's, you should work, you should get to know yourself and improve yourself. I know my strengths and I know my, my areas of opportunity and even where I need to, you know, bring in team members that can fill the gaps that I can't, or not can't, but would be better suited not doing, if that makes sense. And, um, sense. and one of the things that I realized about myself is that I, if I was to toot my own horn and give myself credit, um, I operate well in chaos, which I would, I would, I would argue that probably a lot of entrepreneurs or startup people who start companies up have to be able to do is operate well under in chaos. Now, I think the double-edged sword with that is in order to grow and to scale, at some point you need to become very structured and you need to minimize chaos. Um, some people may be really good at that, but I think sometimes not being a structured person, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm structured in many ways, but uh, you know, there's certain structures and, and, and operational things that bringing a general manager into, manager into focus on allows me to free up my mind and be more creative. And that's how I feel right now. I feel like I'm kind of reigniting my, my creativity. So we're going to get into the reason why you needed to do all this. We'll 
we'll start with the backstory. But first, I explain that you tell me what is Trooper Fitness. Uh, Trooper Fitness is, like you said it really well, it's really about the community in terms of the spirit of it. Um, who we are as a community of, of like-minded individuals who, who push each other and also choose to be resilient in the face of adversity. That's Trooper as a definition. What we do at Trooper Fitness is we, um, we, have, we do group exercise and personal training. We have strength classes, um, all main lift focused and, and really scientifically programmed. We have conditioning, cardio conditioning classes, which are also the same. And depending on what your goals are, we personalize um, your programming. So essentially what we do is personalize group fitness, which I can't say anyone does that I know about right now. So I'm very proud of the programming and what we do. And, and the X factor, the most, the magical part is the community, which you alluded to. So when you started Trooper Fitness, was this the formatting all along or did it evolve into this? It, it, it evolved in, into it. Um, and um, so I've, originally it was just a boot camp workout. Legit. I mean, and I, I, I take pride in that. You know, I didn't have the full picture when I started. Was it Trooper Fitness or was it like Trooper Boot Camp? It was Trooper Fitness. Okay. It was Trooper Fitness. Uh, so the way we started, um, you're probably familiar with Spartan Race, obstacle course racing. So I used to work at a big box gym um, and New York Sports Club. Okay. Working at New York Sports Club. I taught classes there. I did some management there as well. But I used to teach a boot camp class that was packed. Like I would, because I was the manager, I was allowed, I would just pack over capacity, which I probably shouldn't have, but I did. And uh, it was like packed. And um, what I would do, what I, I would, Spartan Race came around, this was 2011, and you know, they, they were doing their promoting and I was like, what is this? You know, this is like, we do these boot camp workouts like that. I'm, I'm young and, and like trying to kill everybody in class, you know, safely of course, but you know. How that's, old are you at the time? I must have been 23, something like that, 23, uh, something like that. Do the math right now. All right, so that was like 2011? Yeah, 2011. So. Um, I was in my early 20s and um, maybe 25, something like that. But um, I was in my early 20s and. Had a little bit more hair? A little more hair, yep. Yeah, a little more hair. And I uh, actually had a full beard when I did the Spartan race. Um, but anyway, so they, uh, they came to do it. So I basically was, I told my, I announced to my class one day, I'm going to teach this, I'm going to take this, uh, do the Spartan race. Who wants to join me? Give me your email and I'll send you the information on it. And this is, there's no Trooper Fitness at this point. And when I wrote the email, to everyone, because I got a bunch of names, like, oh, everyone wants to do this. So I wrote the email and that for, for no planning reason, no business reason, I wrote, attention troopers, here's the info for, no, just gut, call them troopers. Just a way to unify people as a community. Um, you know, <laughs> I love this. You know, like you say, hey, this. homies or peeps, I Listen, just went troopers. For me, someone who, when you, when you think of an idea, when you think of an idea, when you're trying to think of something, like if you're trying to think, what do I, uh, what do I refer to them as? You're never going to get that. It's when you're not thinking about it, when it just rolls off the tongue and your gut just spits it out. It's perfect. I mean, for me, that, that is it. That is the secret for me. Most of the time that I've made powerful or, or you know, been uh, really creative or people go, wow, like I didn't even think in that moment. I think all the time, but the moments where it just, it just comes out of me, like almost like a call it spiritual, call it, you know, um, Subconscious, those are the ones that always land, land heavy. Um, so, yeah, so we started off with doing the Spartan Race training. Uh, I, you know, I kind of just took a shot. So doing, I said, let's do some training for it um, outdoors. And that was the beginning of Trooper Fitness. I just did some outdoor training on the weekends. Um, we did the race, you know, that obviously built community and people wanted more after the race was over. Um, and we started off just doing conditioning classes outside. So, this is the full origin story. Yeah. 
Prince is manager over at New York Sports Club. Yeah. Takes his takes his followers in there, takes them outside. How many people do you think there were off the bat? Uh, outside? Yeah. For the Spartan race, I had, well, we, we had probably 20 to 30. It was, a, it was a big jump. And when did it start growing? Um, it started growing. I mean, during the, we had a lot of people in that race. Maybe 50 people went to the race with us. Jesus, that were all kind of umbrellaed under you? Yeah. And then, and then we did it more than once, too. There's been times we went with 100 people umbrellaed under Trooper Fitness. Did you guys uh, coordinate outfits or do anything to yeah, eventually, hold the Trooper name going? Yeah, eventually, yep. Um, and was this to hold the Trooper name going, or it was just coordinated, and then they were just you just called them Troopers? I can't remember if the first race we did, if I had T-shirts, but eventually we had T-shirts. Um, all of them said, all we know is go in the back. That was, that's our motto to this day, um, which also came to my mind just teaching our <laughs> class one day. I was like, that has a catch that, that it resonates. So, uh, yeah, we, we uh, but again, back then it was just a boot camp. It was just high intensity, kill, kill, kill. You know, beginners really, I was like, beginner beware. You know, like, don't, probably don't want to, don't want the smoke. Yeah. How'd you know <laughs> where to do the outdoor training? Uh, I did at the East River track. It just happened to, I don't know how I knew about it. Um, Maybe I used to go. I used to go running, and I saw the area. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's big open space. Yeah, yeah. The east side. There's a bunch of space on the east yep. uh, east river. You have the track. You have the baseball field, the soccer field, yep. tennis, everything. Yep. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. So we used it. It worked. Um, eventually, it got cold. That was a summer, <laughs> and it got cold, and we had to rent space. I had to rent space. I'm not somebody. It was like I got something going. I don't want to stop it. People were looking for more because we started doing. Actually, ended up doing more than just Saturday. It was like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, so you were running a full business. I was. Were people, were you charging them for the outdoor workouts? Absolutely. How much? The, my my uh, pricing plan was 20 bucks. Per class. Per class. If you bring a friend, it was half off for you. You bring a friend. And how are you taking payment at this time? Cash. Cash. Cash and or, it was no Venmo back then, yeah. Cash or, it was cash. I'm trying to think of any digital form of payment. No, I got nothing. It must have been. 2011, 2012. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Facebook was my main promoting bit of event on Facebook. Sent emails out. And while you're doing this, what's the sentiment over at New York Sports Club? Um, well, as a manager, I was killing it. Well, more so, were they, I can't imagine they were okay with you doing these outside classes where they weren't, it's New York Sports Club, where they yeah, weren't yeah. seeing a dime and you're raking in whatever the math is, let's call it $400, $600 per class, yeah. three days a week, making roughly, let's call it low numbers, twelve dollars to $1,600 a week for your outdoor classes and you're like, something's up. Yeah, yeah, so it's funny. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm very well aware of that. I'm not, I'm, not, um, I'm not completely ignorant to the fact that, I mean, I run a business right now, right? And obviously I have employees that work for me too and I don't want them taking my customers and going somewhere with them. Um, but there's, there's like a, so New York sports club, nobody ever gave me any, any trouble for it. And the reason was because as a manager, I was bringing like whatever goal they gave me, I was always leaving the district, um, as a, as a manager. So I think to say that I was taking money from them would be, would be debatable. And if I was my manager, if I'm asking for, you know, for me to bring in in PT at the time, um, you know, let's say 50,000 or 60,000 and he, which is me in the under reverse, is bringing in a hundred thousand. Am I really going to argue with him about? Oh, I agree with you one thousand yeah. percent. I'm thinking of a corporation looking at it like right. you are our employee, training people outside, taking cash. 
Meanwhile, you doing that is only building the community even more. And it's not people. It's not like people were leaving oh. New York Sports Club. New York Sports right. Club, it's a membership-based model. Right. So, like, if anything, maybe those people were talking about how great their community is within right. this New York Sports Club. So it's right. going to make their their uh, bottom line even higher. Right. And you're just eating, you know, you're just eating on the side. Yeah, it literally, it literally caused no problem. Honestly, I was, I remember um, my manager at the time did say, "I see what you're doing." I was like, what am I doing? So I see what you're doing with the shirts and everything. I was like, what am I doing? He's like, and you know, it was like a conversation. He's you're like, building an army. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? I was like, if I'm doing something wrong, tell me and I'll stop doing what I'm doing wrong. He's like, ah, so I see what you're doing in like a shifty way versus like a, I got you. I see what you're doing. Keep it up. It was, it was kind of, it was definitely a kind of like, you can't do that. And I was like, can't do what? It was like, I can't put my finger on what you're doing wrong. <laughs> Um, but I think, like I said, I think ultimately what with business, no matter people's feelings, I think numbers speak at the end of the day. And I think I, my numbers were speaking and I don't think, I know my value. Nobody wanted to get rid of me. I love how there's uh, in my head, there's so many different like army references. It's like, I see what you're doing, but you're supposed to stay in line. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're supposed to stay in line and you're supposed to be at attention when we tell you. Right. Right. All right. So now right. we're at 2011, 2012. The outdoor now goes to indoor. Right. What? Where did you? Uh, where did you rent space? I rent space from this guy uh, Kelvin Gary. He owns a space on um, Union Square called Body Space, um, and it's on funny. Fourteenth Street. Fourteenth Street. He yep. just opened up, and I, I just ha one of my clients that I trained ha said they were taking Pilates in that building, and they wanted me to go to rent space from the Pilates space. There, it's called Flex Studios at the time. Yep. So I went there. And they were like, no, we don't really have any space for that. But this guy just opened up on the fifth floor. Go see, maybe he might be more open to what you're, what you're doing. I went up there, the door just, I just happened to open it. He literally just built out, was in there by himself. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, you know, and, and uh, you know, he was a, he's a good guy. To, you know, to this day, I, I have a lot of respect for him. He's mentored me in a lot of ways, gave me a lot, mm. never held information from me in terms of like, you know, asking that. questions. Yep. And I, you know, for that, for, because of people like him, I'm the same way. You know, with people that I feel like are good people, I'm, I have nothing, nothing to hide as far as like information that can help somebody. Because at the end of the day, it's your effort and, and your own uh, energy is going to make you win. Or, you and know. I'm a firm believer that the people who are the opposite way, where they withhold information or they're kind of like forthcoming until they're not. Like they're yeah. forthcoming to like pretend like they want to like root for you. But then when you actually ask them for information, they're silent. It's uh, an insecure individual. Yeah. And I think karma, and I can only, I think in times of my life when that has happened, yeah. karma has gotten, karma's caught up with them. Yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll say this too, you could look at it two ways, either it is karma, like karma coming back to them, which I do believe in karma, or they're insecure for a reason, because they really don't know what they're doing, and they may feel like they got a thing they wanna hold on to, but they're insecure. If you, if you feel confident in yourself, what are you, what are you holding on onto? Um, I feel like by empowering other people, you empower yourself too. You know, like me and you talk business all the time, I, and, and you know, and any jewel that comes to my mind, I, dro I drop it right there and give yep. it to you um, because you're my friend. So if you're stronger, I have a stronger network now. So I want you to be as successful as possible. You know what I mean? So uh, people who don't look at it that way, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, thousand percent, but especially in a city like New York, a lot of people kind of keep their information to their, on their wayside because uh, they walk within fear of being rat race. Yeah, being being beaten. And like I said, like I said, I think 
from a macro standpoint, it's counterproductive in a city like this. One million percent. What do you want to stay to yourself and like be sneaky and like there's such a big network that you can be a part of and use, utilize. You know, you should pick and choose. I'm really big on energy though, but you know, I'm not malicious, but if someone's energy is off, I'll usually stare clear. Will you tell them their energy is off? Because I've been doing that lately. Um, I've been kind of in a nice way telling people maybe uh, maybe it's not the right thing to do. Yeah, but no, it's, I mean, end of the well, day, like it's genuine, I, right? what was that? If you're being genuine, I would. Argue oh, I'm being, I, I'm 100 genuine with it, and I kind of feel like I, I tell people, you know, it's just me and you in the room. This yeah. is not. I'm not trying to put this out in front of anybody else. Just the two of us. But right from what you just said, here's how I perceived it, and I don't know if you're trying to be abrasive or if there's something else going on. But like, I'm here to. I'm not here to be your enemy. Yep. I'm here to help. Yeah, it's being upfront about it. I, I definitely, um, I, I, I advocate that. Yeah, definitely. Letting people know where you stand and something's off to you. I think it depends though. I, I wouldn't say I'm not at all strategic. There's times where I, if someone, if I feel like someone has bad intent, I'm, I'm no fool. I, listen, I also grew up pretty rough. So I, I'm like, I do have like spider senses when something's off. So, and sometimes I won't tell somebody if I feel like they're being malicious, then I, I, I might not give them all the information. I'll just steer clear. I don't feel like I need to uh, rattle a cage if there's nothing to be won there. And perhaps I'm just creating an enemy that I don't need. So I'll just move away. Fair enough. I mean, that's just my broad perspective. I mean, every individual situation is different. So who knows what I would do in an individual situation. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so we go into body space. Yep. Actually, let's... Let's rewind. Let's do a uh, let's do a good flashback. Yep. How'd you get into fitness? Well, I've always been. I mean, well, as a career. And there's something about so where are you from, and yep. how did your upbringing push you into the industry? So my upbringing, I think, if I was to be completely honest, um, I grew up. I think what's significant about the way I grew up is I grew up in, for lack of a better way to put it, I, I'm still looking for a better way to describe it. I grew up in the hood, very different environment than I live in right now. Um, same city. If you grew up in the hood, there's no yeah. you don't have to. Yeah, because, say it any certain way. Yeah, you know what it is because what is the hood, right? It's it's not it's not a place. It's more of like a, it's a place, but it's it's more of the the environment and and, and what's normal. The norms are different. Which hood did you grow up in? I grew up um, East Flatbush, Canarsie, um, Brownsville area. So you know a lot of a lot of I grew up around a lot of gang activity. Um, um, I'm not exactly non-social, so I was mm. outside, so to speak. Right. Um, so I, I definitely, it you know being being social and being in the environment, you know, uh, some of my survival came from, and I say survival, I mean really like life or death situations came from, some of it was luck, some of it was uh, intuition that I had to pick up. Uh, I think some of those, some of the intuitions that I picked up still serve me to this day. Uh, did you work out as a kid? I did work out. Because kind of having the mindset of, I'm gonna have to protect myself? Um, no, I actually worked out more so for, um, Football. For basketball, actually. Basketball. Yeah, for sports. Um, Sorry, you're like five, uh, what are you, five, five, five seven? Five, seven and a half. Yeah, five, yeah, five, and seven. A half. Yeah, five, seven and a half with, right. with sneakers on. So, yeah. <laughs> that's why I five eight football sneakers. over basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but listen, I dunked the basketball the first time at 14 from working out. Then my brother. Um, Did you have the jump soles? I, got, I had everything. You remember the jump soles? I had the jump soles. I had, there was, it was, I had things that weren't on, like, I did, um, it was a jump program. I forgot what it's called now. 
I, I remember doing them in my living room. I used to do calf raises in the shower. Uh-huh. I'd go in the park and just like jump for the rim. Um, yeah. So that, that's what got me into working out for the most part. Also trying to look good, you know, for the ladies. Yeah, of course. Probably first and foremost, to be honest. To this day, I think aesthetics drives me more than any other part of fitness, even though I know it's functional and it's great for my health and I want to be strong. Which, those are very true, but aesthetics drive me. I, there's like a certain standard of what I, I see myself as and I, I try to hold to that. Got it. And yeah. um, so let's loop back to so group in the hood. Yep. Played sports growing up, but how did you get into group fitness? How did you make your way to New York Sports Club? So I, I actually got, I had an injury, random injury. I was like, it wasn't even like how old? fighting. I, um, I must have been like 21 or something, 21, 20, 19, 20. Oh, so this was years later. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like, I'm t- uh, I was no, thinking no, I, worked, I worked out before that. Right, right. So when you were a teenager. Yeah. I'm just, so I'm. 37. I've been working out for 20 plus years. I'm assuming the same. Yep. What evolved you into, what about it helped you evolve into making it a profession? Right. Or is so, that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. So I had that injury. I was shadow boxing one day and I, it was ridiculous. I did like an overhand. And I just felt this weird, Ooh. weird, like twinge. I don't know what to call it. Like it was, a, I know what it was now. It was a like non-contact? a non-contact, non-contact. That's my point. Ridiculous. Of course. And uh, it was like a nerve, it ended up being nerve damage. My long thoracic nerve had, I don't know, it, it got like, it got tweaked. I don't know. And um, it could be severed. Like a lot of, so what happened is I ended up having a winged scapula, which is actually a swimmer's, um, um, usually swimmers have this injury. It makes sense because that's the same motion you go through when you swim. Um, and literally my, 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 if you know, anatomy, my serratus um, was completely shut off, completely atrophied. I couldn't At 21. Off. Yeah. The 21 to 22, I almost like block it out. I'm like, how did that function? Um, but I got really out of shape because of that. I couldn't lift my arm above my head. Eventually, uh, it must have been 19, 20. Um, but I got, I got into, I ended up going, I was working security and going to school and, you know, grinding my, my butt off. Um, going to school where? Throwing parties. Uh, I went to school at BMCC, Community College. Down in Tribeca. Down in Tribeca, exactly. Um, while I was, I was throwing parties a lot. That was like how I... Which I think did translate also to what I do now, as far as community and bringing one thousand percent. Yeah, been doing been doing the same. Being a being a trainer and running classes is the same same skill set as being a promoter. Yeah, one of the things that my friends point out to me is that like when I, the way I people who watch me grow will say, "Funny enough, I see what you're doing." Like a lot, a lot it's funny that I'm saying that twice. Uh, a boy, I remember my boy saying to me, he's like, "You got a lot of like." gang mentality going on there and also like party promoting stuff and i was like you think so he's like very clearly so i was like okay but um i was like go figure well it depends on the goggles you have on one might say gang one might say army yeah there you go no you're right um so i think yeah i think it's life 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 works for you man even when it's if as long as you, you stay alert and life works for you uh, you know so yeah, so I did. I ended up doing the, ended up uh, training to get back in shape, and I got a trainer. Um, funny, it was, it was a, the guy was a trainer, and he kind of just helped me uh, get into to working out again. So I was working security, going to school, and I, and I was working at Rite Aid doing security in Harlem. I remember specifically, hated that job, but it was like a you know means to an end, and uh, I'm, you know, I really didn't want to be doing that. And I ended up working out, getting back in shape. My arm, you know, my arm kind of got better. My, my, you know, and then um, 
I was like, I think I want to do this instead of security as a job. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking career, but I was like, I'd rather work in the gym. I don't even care how much I make. I'm not making much doing security. And the trainer said, I can get you an interview. Got me an interview at New York Sports Club. Um, I passed, you know, I got in. And I remember the, the, uh, the manager saying, don't you want to know how much you get paid? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, if there's a way to make money, I'm, I'm down. Because I'll, I'll do what I got to do. So, uh, and then what happened was I started training and the career came from, once I got my first few clients uh, and someone said to me, you changed my life. And this, you know, I'm a, I'm a young kid. I'm like 2021. 20, and this, this is an adult who probably has, runs a business as a manager somewhere. Can't remember what they did, but they were definitely like making good money, established career wise, telling me who's still trying to figure out my life. But I just, I just changed their life. Yep. That's heavy in a, in a good way. I was like, and as I was thinking about careers that I wanted, I never and thought about 22, changing. 23 at the time? I think 21. Oh God. So I ended up being a manager around 22. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I, I, that just hit me. And I was like, like, and it was an epiphany. I was like, I want to do this period. And I, you know, because I'm, I've always been entrepreneur minded in retrospect, um, throwing parties. I've always wanted to like get into business. You know, when, when I went to school, I went to school for nursing, but I was, my whole intention of going to school for nursing at BMCC was to get my degree, get an associate's degree, because all you needed was an associate to become a nurse back then. And I was like, I'll make enough money, stay at home, save money. And I was going to get into real estate with my plan. Um, they start, I didn't know anything about that. I just said, if I can get a little bit of money, stay at home, I can start buying, buying stuff and figure it out from there. But I was always trying to figure things out. Um, and then when I was that same energy, when I realized that I loved helping people, I was like, I'm going to open my own gym. I got that with no reasoning other than that. So that was like the passion that really came, came through your body when that guy, yeah. that first client who told you, you changed my life. Yeah. That was like that aha moment. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now, when you were injured, you roll, you were working security. Was there any like rock bottom moment where you kind of thought, this is it, like, what am I going to do? Rock bottom moment. Or did we, there was a moment or, I was like, hell no, I ain't doing this no more. Or is there a rock bottom moment that's coming up? Not yeah. coming up, I mean, in the future. I mean, in the story. In the energy, in the story. Uh, rock bottom. Let's get there. I don't know if I ever hit rock bottom, but maybe it's my optimism that would say that. I've definitely had hard times. So let's... Let's revert back to the story. We get to body, body space. Body space. We get to body space. You're bringing everybody inside. Mm -hmm. Were you able to charge the same amount? Did body space want to, how big of a cut did body space want? Were you able to grow there? Were you yeah. now calling people your troopers? Yeah, body space, he was being pretty reasonable with me. He was taking a split on the, on the heads. Cause, and it made sense because I'm taking up a certain amount of, of space on the floor. So, you know, paying um, a certain amount per head. I don't mind saying it, but I just respect respect the frame. I don't know who he's charging me for. So, um, certain amount per head on the floor, um, and I was still making profit. It was working well. And then I started. Uh, There's only limited space though, so I started renting space other other places. I mean, in different locations. Um, he was on 14th. I got found a place on 25th on the east side, one on the west side, and people were this, people were moving, coming to me. So that really built my my uh, confidence. It was like I got I got a crew. And they, they go where I go, you know? And I built a team. And it was all, at one point it was all, even I think maybe before, even from outdoor, coming indoor, I started doing strength classes because people would ask me in the boot camps, 
you know, I would do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday on purpose so people could rest their bodies in between, not just because it was doing hardcore stuff or sprinting, we're doing burpees, you know, it's all high impact stuff. Eventually, you know, people say, why don't you do it every day? I was like, as much as I like to make money, you should not be jumping and banging your body up every day. I wouldn't advocate that. And people would also simultaneously ask me, how do I get my arms like this? How do I build my, my you know, my glutes or whatever, the, you know, whatever someone's goals are. And I was, and I'd be honest, I'm just an honest person. I'm like, not just doing this. This is going to condition you. This is going to make you healthy. Um, but if you want to change your body, you need to train specifically. Strength training. Uh, and they just look at me with a blank stare like, how do I do that? I'm like, you know, do personal training or go. So I ended up doing what, what is now a strength class was a total body strength class. Then I started doing lower and upper. And then, you know, it was always, it just slowly molded towards what, I, what was supposed to be right, which is the way that I, I work out and the way that I know I would train my person, my one-on-one clients. So I were found- you, Were you giving advice on recovery days? Yep. I mean, we get, yeah, exactly. So telling people which classes to take, which is what we do now as a system. You know, I was doing it just individually. Um, to this day, we do that. You know, I don't, I, I do not advocate or let, tell people that they should do, for example, two leg days back to back at my gym. You shouldn't do chest and shoulders back to back at my gym. Um, you know, you should, because part of what people, and I feel like this is something that- Why shouldn't you do shoulder? Chest and shoulders back to back. I mean, because most of the actual, you're, you're gonna work most likely you're gonna work triceps. You could, right? But in a bodybuilding, if you were just doing just shoulders, like raises and really isolating and not hanging, because the idea of getting stronger, whether it's building muscle or getting stronger, you want it when you work out, you're tearing the muscle fibers. I'm not sure if everyone knows that. People in the fitness industry know this. You're tearing the muscle fibers. You want to allow the muscles to rest. Um, technically, the at least 48 hours in order for it to recover. Recover and recover, recover and heal. If you tear the muscle fibers the next day, you almost undo, you stop the process of the healing. The results that you see is not just the work, it's also the healing. You know, people ask me how many, how many days I would, how many days a week do I work out myself? I work out I don't, when I'm diligent and on a, in a program with the, with the goal, five, six, but most of my life I'm doing three to three days a week. And I'm, and I see results still because I'm getting a lot of rest in between and I'm growing. A lot of people who work out seven days a week, work out twice a day, and they're like, I just can't get my body to change. Because you're beating your body <coughs> over time. Beating your body up. You're, you're burning calories, you probably got a, a, a lot of endurance, probably got a great VO2 um, max. Great. Probably great sleeping cardiovas- great. Probably sleeping great. Heart's probably healthy. <coughs> but if, as far as aesthetic goals, you know, this fitness is so broad. Um, and that's what I think, and group exercise has become so big that what I really am proud about our programming is that it really narrows down, individualizes people's goals. That's one of the problems I saw with the fitness industry was that with, the, with boutique fitness popping up, everyone's going to Soul Cycle together and doing all the same workouts together. And it was, uh, it was a class pass where people were kind of just taking out. Class pass was great. Yeah, and people loved people it. loved it. But I mean, let's say for example, I want to gain weight and you want to lose weight, and we're just jumping around from class to class randomly. How does that make any? scientific sense yeah we're doing the same we're just jumping around together or we're doing the same classes there must be a program that's right for me and a program that's right for you um and that's that's what uh that's what we do i mean personal trainers would, would tell you that i'm not going to make everyone do the same workout depending on someone's needs and their goals i'm going to set a set a program for them. that's what we do with the classes as well so that's what i'm letting let, so i started doing the strength classes and it more, at body space at body space how long did you uh have that going for i I would say a year or two, to be honest. Oh, wow. Maybe more. I started renting space from another place called Titan. 
another space called Hype Gym, another space called Fit Factory at the time, which I think became Fit Sanctuary. Um, we were all over. I'm still doing the outdoors. Crazy how many gyms there are in New York City. Because Body Space is the only one that you named that I actually know. And I've been in the fitness yeah. community for oh, so many. quite some time. I haven't heard of any of these places. I get perturbed when people tell me they never heard of Truman Fitness, but I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we are amazing. What do you mean you never heard of us? <laughs> you don't know Prince? Yeah. That's me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's. Um, so it when uh, so we're on 54th between 2nd and 3rd right now. Right. When did you decide it's time? When my rent equated to, I was paying like all those gyms and I, and I had a team, like I said, so we had classes going on. We had a schedule, we were running a business. There was no uh, place in, uh, my rent was like $5,000 a month in total. I'm looking at it, I'm like, I should just open a place and, and not be limited to having to run around and be limited as to when they like, no, the space not available right now. Cause we were, I felt like I was losing out on opportunities because the space wasn't available. So, and you want to be able to control the space and outfit the space the way you want. Um, so yeah, once once the rent that we we're paying ended up that much, again, I also asked, uh, like I think it was Fit Factory, I asked um, the owner how much they were paying for their rent, and it was about that. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. So uh, that's how you learn. But but yeah. And exactly. you also had to get to that point to realize you needed it. Right. And also, but then what I didn't know, and sometimes ignorance is bliss, because maybe I would have been a, a scared myself away from it was the down payment, understanding how much that a build out costs, understand how much money you have to put down, especially when you don't have <clears throat> have a, any track record of paying rent. They try to, you know, the landlords try to get more from you, a bigger down payment sometimes. Yep. Especially um, in commercial. Exactly in commercial. So so yeah, that that's stuff I didn't know. And it was good that I didn't know. I remember ignorantly, I'll say ignorantly, naively setting a goal of a hundred thousand dollars, like I need a hundred thousand dollars now and I can this is I have no no reasoning behind a hundred thousand dollars. It's like that should be enough to cushion me, open a space, rock and roll. No? Not enough. Go on. So, but I didn't know until I actually, till after, I mean, I didn't know until after I signed the lease. For this, not this look, but yeah, this building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, uh, the first one. So I, I signed the lease and construction, we got, the, we got to find construction people in the process. Signed the lease, found construction. We had three construction people, you know, went through three different options of, of contractors, got the one that was in our price range that we thought could do the job. Um, they gave me the price. I'm like, I don't even have half of that. But so the, well, that, but the way you pay is you put a third down. Put a third down, uh, I'm being really transparent about it. This is literally the process, just grassroots thugging it out. And uh, I remember what was significant about it was I was, they, construction people, and you would know, like they speak a different language. The, the cordial office way of speaking and communicating is not how they operate. Like, you don't yell or curse, and I hate to say that. And someone can, someone who doesn't know, like, for instance, there's always a way to, not, with, not in construction, not from my experience. I am a cordially nice person. None of my employees, you can go through every employee I've ever had, I've never uh, spoken down to them or even raised my voice in a tone that was condescending. Um, construction, however, uh, it's their language. So like, in order to get things done, I'm, you know, I had to threaten them. And when I threatened them, I mean, like, not, not physically. Well, also, not for nothing, you went with uh, the one in your budget. That's true. So you went with the one in your budget. Now, I've, you know, I've worked with many different contractors. Yeah, this guy was shady, Most, I'm not, I'm not going to say most, a lot are like you're saying. I've worked with a couple fantastic ones, my go-to contractor, Streamline USA. 
the most upstanding gentlemen. And conversations are, are oh, um, the, and they get some of the, on some of the best humans. I, they hit deadlines. Oh, the best human I've ever worked with. It's awesome because but one most of the, are not the best. No, I, no, I, it's, I, mean, I guess that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm speaking purely from experience. Uh, it is what it is, uh, you know. But but you get what you pay for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. That's something that's for sure, and, and that's what I, you know time I could afford. But the story is that I, I put down a third, and I'm yelling at them to hurry up. I don't even have the money for the next payment. <laughs> and, but I knew. But again, when you, when you but I'm like trying to hustle to get the money, and uh, and the way I hustle them to get the money that's probably the are you adding story. more classes to like what are you I'm doing? Personal training. Um, I'm doing fundraising. I did a GoFundMe. I'm all out, all in. Going for it. But you're not looking to raise a million dollars. How much like right. how much money is each third? Um, I mean ultimately to open that space was like just a little over two hundred. Okay. So, so like seventy so like now you need seventy grand. Right. So you're doing GoFundMe, personal training. You're still doing the group fitness, which is probably bringing in now two grand a week. About. Right I mean personal training what? You said you were doing personal training. I was doing so. What I was doing with personal training. Um, I'm, I'm dropping jewels here again. You know, who, but uh, what I feel like what I did was I had clients that I was training private. You know, obviously privately, and you know these are people who who can who obviously can afford it, and they have the money. They're paying me monthly or or bi-monthly, whatever the case is. But what I did, about it, the reality is, money now was worth more to me now than it than it is later. So I gave them a discount if they bought like a hundred sessions up front. I did that several times. Now that now you can so it was great. I got a, I'm, I have more money in my bank account than I've ever seen. But at the same time, you have to be a person of discipline to know that it's peanut butter and jelly from now on. Every day, you're not going to steak dinners with your friends. You're not going on that vacation you want to go on. You're not doing any of that. You are on go mode for this and this only. All you know is go. All I know is go. All I know is go for trooper. And. Um, yeah, I, get, I got this tunnel vision. And I, I always sometimes I close my eyes and just go, how did you do that? Because I blacked out. I'm telling you, the last <laughs> 20 seconds of you speaking just inspired me. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, my man. God, that was great. Yeah, I blacked out, man. And uh, sometimes I try, to, I, I, I try to, like, I have old shirts that I wore only at that time. I put it on and try to, like, old prints, <laughs> get back, you know, like, I mean, I'm still the same person. I still go hard, but I know, I might look back and go, wow. You look back and you see what you did. Sometimes, I guess that's for anybody. You look back and you can amaze yourself. 100%. And we've yeah. spoken about this in the past yeah. where your only competition is yourself. Yes. You don't look at what anyone else is doing in the industry. You look at yourself. You, your competition is the man in the mirror. That's a fact for me. And when you're building, when you're building your first gym, your competition is prints from six months ago. Correct. Or more so prints from six weeks ago at this point. Correct. Because you've now taken on a role that you've never had before. Project manager. Correct. Gym owner, not business owner. You've had a business. Right. But now you're taking on gym owner, which right. is godly amounts of more responsibility. Yeah. Everything is new. Everything is stressful. And that sounds bad to people, but it's, you're going to, there's stimulus. <laughs> stress is stimulus to me. There is stress involved. So he's doing the build. He's got one third of the money. Yep. You're, you're yelling at him to go faster. Yep. And then what? And then, um, you know, he goes faster. So I'm going faster, you know, and we're getting things done. I mean, in retrospect, it, you know, I got it done. I do want to, I got the money. We, I never missed the payment. I'm picturing you like walking in amped up, like this isn't going fast enough. You're picking up the hammer and I feel, I, I'm picturing oh, yeah, you yeah. helping out. Oh, of course. 
Absolutely, I'm bringing stuff up, I'm carrying stuff. Absolutely, I'm not building stuff, but I'm definitely hands-on. One of the stories was, uh, we were on the sixth floor for that, that space, and we had to, the, uh, the rigs, they were 12 feet long, and the ceilings are like 14 feet long, so it be high, so we could do it, but it, the 12 feet didn't fit through fit an elevator, and it didn't fit in the staircase. How do we get them up? Can't cut it, can't. What'd you do? We had to go up the fire escape, and the fire escape, mind you, I am, I guess you could say, I'm not a, a fan of heights. I'll say it that way. I prefer to say it that way. I'm not a fan of heights. I get like this vertigo. Even roller, I'll get on a roller coaster. Again, I'm like. Did I'm, something happen as a kid? No. I don't know what it is. I just, if I stand over, I got the edge of a building, I just feel like, just feel this feeling. But, um, but, I, but I get on the front of a roller coaster. My boy said, if you, we go to Six Flags, you're like, come on, Prince, we're going to the front. I'm, I'll, I'll feel the fair and go. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> let's but I'm a, go. my heart's gonna be like, I'm like, let's get it. I'm gonna go F you, you know, like but uh so I had to get the stuff up. Me and my my partner at the time, we had to we he kinda guided me. Uh Flex, he's a Marine. He guided me up the stairs. I literally had my eyes closed. Um as we went up and the this the fire everyone's seen a fire escape, it's small, the thing is twelve feet. We're leaning it off. It's dangerous. It had to be illegal the way what we were doing. One thousand percent. You're Carrying twelve foot rig, twelve foot rigs over a fire escape. What happens? What happens if you drop that? I shouldn't even be saying this on camera because I know what happens. Yeah, you're right. Statue of limitations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What (laughs) happens? What happens if you drop that? It's over. It's over. I mean, like, I mean, it's a big problem. It was a backyard. The the fire escape is in the backyard of the of the. the, Uh So likely, it was like garbage and. Yeah. But it's still not a good situation. Probably not going to land. It's probably going to bounce, and who knows? But. uh, yeah, we did that, and that's only that's one of the million, one of a thousand stories like that where it looked like the wall, like you couldn't do it. This was, turf was there a moment? This turf, yeah. getting this turf in here was the same story. Was there a moment where you were building your first gym that he thought he, being the contractor, thought we might have hit a wall? There's an issue here, and I don't know if we can get over it. Yeah, that, I mean, I can't think of what, but that happens all the time. That's that's. that's you probably know as a leader yourself too, like there's going to be times where people doubt the, the situation. And I, I have this, and it's, it sounds crazy, but I, there's always a way to me. There's always a way that's, and I know that you like, there's, there's, there's times where there's not a way. And I would say to that, there's always a way. We're problem solvers. I, if you, the only thing that, Amongst my peers and the times that I have yelled and I feel like I've lost it when I was younger was when we're discussing if there's a problem and people are talking about why it won't work. I will literally say, now I say it calmer because I'm so used to saying it. I'm like, I don't want to hear about why you think it won't work. I want to hear about how it can work. Otherwise, be quiet. Hey, you know me and you're the yeah, same. Yes. Yeah. Do not, no yeah. one speak about why it won't work. If you have a solution of how it could possibly work, speak up. Everybody else be quiet. And I'm not like that all the time, but with the, don't play with don't play in my mind. Don't no, put that in let's my head. Po- bring in the positive energy and let's solve this problem. Winergy. Let's not. Winergy. That's. I like winergy. Yeah, we. I just I just changed our core value from optimism to winergy. It's now officially winergy. And that's gonna go on the wall. It's on the wall right now. Yeah. So, gym number one. Yep. Finishes. It gets built. The overall cost was just over two hundred grand. Yep. What did the next two years look like? Next two years is grinding, um, you know, really growing. The program kept continued to grow. Uh, well, 
team grew. I'm leaving Jen out of the equation. Yeah. Where's Jen in the equation? Jen is a beast. Jen is my wife. Jen is, she is, you're right. She's the- When she, did Jen come into the picture? So Jen came into the picture. I was teaching the classes. When I was teaching the outdoor classes. She, so I met Jen taking my class at New York Sports Club. She was taking my classes. I know it sounds scandalous, but no, she's taking my classes. Listen, that that's that's a love story. Yeah, it is. It is it really is. She she was taking my classes. She ended up personal training with me. Um, the thing about personal training too is like I, as soon as she, I, I always thought she was beautiful. I, she's in the back of my class. She's going hard. She no one works. She is a beast. She has the heart of an Olympic athlete. I promise you. It just never. No one made her go to the Olympics. She wanted to go to the Olympics. That's where she's going. She's an animal. She's way more fit mentally. She's just, she's the one. And, um, but a she, so a lot of my inspiration from Trooper came from just her being in the classes, man. I'll tell you what, it sounds corny, but the term all we know is go came from watching her work out in class. I wouldn't make this up. I don't need, need to lie. I've said the story a million times. She, I was like, you know, cause in boot camp, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, kick, kick everyone's butt. And I remember her just like drop, get up, drop, get up, quick feet, quick feet. I'm just watching her like tunnel vision. I'm like, and I'm, I'm a motivational coach. So I'm like, all we know is go because I'm looking at her. I'm like, there's nothing going to stop her from moving. I see it. It doesn't matter what I say. She's going to do it and keep going. And I saw that and I just yelled it. I was like, all we know is go. And, you know, I, I get charged up, especially me back then, man. A lot of those stuff, the stuff I would yell and, and a lot of the passion. And I give this, this is for any trainer or anybody who, who uh, my two senses, yo, I, I, I was talking to myself. A lot of the times to this day, I, that's when I want to dig deep and motivate other people. I talk, I'm yelling, I'm talking to myself and I was like, Oh, you know, let's go. And I'm like pushing. But yeah, man, she's a beast. She, um, she's always been supportive of me when I left New York sports club and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go do my own thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it three months. She's like, give it three months for what? I was like, you know, I just want to make sure I like, save up some money and just kind of plan. She was like, are you, if you know you're going to do it, why would you, why don't you just do it now? Yep. She was like, just effing quit. Was her words? Fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh, we can fuck these niggers. So, yeah. yeah. So she, she's like, just fucking quit. Was her was the quote that I'll never forget. And she's this is I'll be even furthermore. She said she was working in finance at the time. She was and she was also a nurse. She's a beast in her own right. And but she was like, I believe in you so much that if if it goes wrong, I will take care of you. I was like, you will never take care of me. But I I appreciate that sentiment. And I was like, if you and it was like more of like if you believe in me that much, how dare I? Be a little punk. That's how I go. I thought I talk to myself. I wouldn't talk to anyone else that way. Like you're a punk. If she, believe, you, you don't even believe in yourself as much as someone else believes in you. That's not gonna cut it. So um, took it as a challenge. I accepted. Here we are. It's Jen, amazing. Jen, and Jen, she did support me. She's not just. She didn't just watch. In the beginning, it was just me though. She was doing her own thing. She steered clear. She got her her certification. Became a trainer and never. She respected what I was doing so much. She never injected herself. She went and picked up her own clients. She did her own group exercise classes here and there. Um, eventually, she, when she got established and was doing great, she, um, I said, you should co-teach with me one day. She did, and I was like, you should teach your own trooper class. And, and she just, and she's, she's the other half of the, the magic, maybe bigger in some ways. Yeah, never stop, step by step. So, fucking love that. Yeah. How did uh, the sixth floor finally grow enough that you were like, all right, we need double the space. Let's rock. Cause I, you know, the first time I met you and Jen, I think Jen was pregnant with Enzo. Uh, um, how many years ago would that have been? 2019. Yeah. I, 
About 20, yeah. Okay. So I, when I met you, she was pregnant with Enzo. Yes, 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 yes. And I remember now, you're exactly right. You came yep. to that event. Yep, the breast cancer yep, awareness yep, event. Bench for boobs, yeah. Yep, bench for boobs. Yeah, breast cancer. I think I won or came in second in the bench press competition. No, you definitely didn't. You didn't, you didn't score anything. <laughs> Were you in it for real? Yeah. You win? Bro, I, I either won or I came in second. We did it more than once, so it's very possible. I either won or I came in second. I know that for a fact. I remember you can't. I believe you. I know your bench, so I, yeah. I believe you. Yeah, it makes sense. But I, I more remember you bringing like, the endo bands. Yeah. I remember us one. big endo bands for everybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I remember that um, most significantly. But So what yeah. was uh, when did you decide we need more space and what did it look like from we need more space to this? Well, mind you, we, we signed a lease in Brooklyn first. We had a second lease in Brooklyn. Tell me about that. And that was the end of 2019. We had a couple of delays with the permits. COVID hit March. So there's just no, there's no I hate to say there's no way, but like, cause I just said there's always a way, but it didn't make sense to try to uh, open a new gym in that, in that environment. And luckily we got out of the lease because we signed the lease and we, were, you know, we already started paying rent. We were behind because of uh, permits, but uh, you know, the landlord was gracious enough, you know, um, gentleman enough to say nobody saw this coming. Shook hands. Did you, know, you lose I lost, any of your deposit? Yeah, I lost the I lost the deposit. I lost what I what I started with the construction. Yeah. Started the um, the, uh, the rent, not the you call it, you clear it out. So I lost like a couple tens of thousands. Demolition costs. Demolition costs exactly. So I lost maybe sixty right. or something like that. If I remember. That's why I remember my gut. But um. So I lost that, but to me it was all a wash, and I was like, I'm lucky that he let me out of the lease. I could owe a million dollars in the lease. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got out of that. We we went virtual, talk classes virtual, which, again, the reason we were able to do that was through our community. The community really has been like the magic behind a lot of the everything, and um, people stuck with us. Uh, did the virtual classes, which none of us knew how to do or never knew what that would look like. Now it's like a, a thing that people understand. But we were on Zoom, and I never even. What's crazy is as soon as March, March 17th, we launched our first Zoom cla uh, class because as people were getting afraid of the, the, uh, the virus and germs, we were cleaning extra, but class started to dwindle a little bit. We said we should have an option for people who are not comfortable in here. Yep. Even though, like, even if it, because people, I just saw like the fear in some people's. I remember that March, every day, it got a little crazy, a little more fearful, a little more right. fearful. Right. And at that time, I was working out at 6, 6.30 in the morning, and I remember just the news every day it got worse yeah. and worse. When the NBA shut down, I said, oh, we got to go virtual. <laughs> yep. I said, the NBA? Oh, no. Time to launch the virtual. And we launched it March 17th. It's like, all right, gyms are shut down. The next day, we were open virtual. And people were like, so everyone gives us credit. Our members give us credit for being the first people to go on virtual. But, but the, the members, the community is really who I have to thank because they said, just keep my membership payment and I'll do the virtual classes. They had no idea. How, how well it would work. But I think in the end, it ended up being exactly the value because there was no other option. In fact, the value probably was higher at yeah. the time because there was no option to go to the gym. And that kept us all sane. We were, it was like, you know, 200 of us used to do, uh, you know, going on a tangent, we used to have like happy hour. We were dressing up suits. We were stuck in the house at the time. The community. The, the community. It goes back to the, the common theme. Yeah. Being a trooper and part of the community. And, it's, and so, yeah, so um, once we came back, and gyms opened up, and it's been gradual. And any, you know, I think everyone knows that it was gradual opening. We weren't even we were, weren't even allowed to open at full capacity, which understandably. And we did smaller groups, higher price point. Um, but we got going, momentum picked back up, and I've, I'm you know I have a plan to sign another lease this year. So my my mind was on growth, even when we were down. Um, 
uh, yeah, the closest thing to rock bottom, but it's not just me. It was I think it was, it was uh, COVID. It was that time frame. Um, that was like a quick like, and you're the type of person where, as we've spoken about in this yeah. interview, there is really no rock bottom because it's just yeah. a problem, and it's not like right. dwelling on it and not thinking about oh, this might be the moment because there is no the moment. It's how do we fix this? Yeah, I can't explain. There's something that happens that even amazes me in retrospect sometimes. When, when our back's against the wall, I come alive. It's not something, I, I don't want to say that, I'm not saying in a way like I'm special or make, you know, to say I got everything figured out, but you know, when things get really scary, something happens where I snap and go, survive. And I remember you know, everyone was saying I should get rid of my staff, like cut, cut staff. I was like, I'm not firing now one person. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and I understand that people had to, but I was like, we're going to do this virtual thing. I'm going to teach you. We're going to figure it out together. I have some experience teaching on Daily Burn. It's not exactly the same thing, but it was like on being on camera. I'm going to teach you guys. We did trainings on virtual first um, with with the team. I said, we're going to go for it. I want to make sure sure you're still queuing for them like you do in class. It's a little different. You have to make sure that you're being more verbal because you can't potentially uh, do tactile queuing. So we really went in and and it really translated. I think people, people to this day still do virtual with us, by the way. We do bring the value. Live? Live. Live Absolutely. virtual classes still. Who knew? Yeah, still going and it's doing well. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that, 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 I, w- I didn't want to, I was like, nobody's going anywhere. We're going to fight this out together, period. I remember my, you know, people that I respect and I, they were, looked, had my best interest at heart. He was like, you have to. I know it's a hard time. I was like, I am not dropping anybody. And I remember, I was like, we're going to figure this out together, period. And, and, um, so, and you went, so you went from that to this. Yeah. Because we're now Correct. not that far out of COVID. And you had to start building this. So directly, once the everything with COVID's out, yeah. you're like, all right, all I know is go. Correct. We got to expand. Yeah, we're, we're set, we got set back. We need to catch up and move past where we're supposed to be. Period. Yep. Something happened. It was a hurdle. Do you do runners stop when the hurdles there? So I, I felt like we uh, we have to we have to we have to go into overdrive, catch up. Because in my mind, we're supposed to be here. I'm like, we got to catch up. To, I want to get right back to where we were. I don't want the story to end shorter than where it should have been. Not for me. So what does what does the future look like for Trooper? The future. The future. The next six months. What does the next six months look like for Trooper? Signing another lease. Um, downtown Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn, preferably. That's where right now. I, have, so I also was doing pop ups in Jersey, so that's that's something that I, I, I see in the future as well. There's definitely an opportunity in Manhattan to do more locations as well. But yeah, downtown Brooklyn. In the next six months is my my next six month plan. My general manager I just hired. He is. I feel very confident in his abilities. I think he brings a lot to the table. The idea is that he will probably manage both, both locations. He actually has a district manager background. He's a district manager. So he's- uh, That's what's up. Yeah, so he's perfect for that. Um, and then the plan is to sign two more leases next year. So that that's- um, I'll keep it on my radar. Yes, hold me to it. That's what's, that's what's supposed to happen. And then after that, you know, sky's the limit. Right now, you know, I have no investors right now. Well, by choice. I mean, and well, to open this, I had some, I took loans and different stuff like that just to be fiscally responsible. Me dumping my bank account into, yep. this is not the, the smartest thing. Yeah, there's part of, you know, you, you take investors, now you're not full ownership and a big part of being an owner is you want 100% ownership. And I know right. a couple of people I've interviewed who are business owners that are just like, I, I'm not taking a dollar from anybody because 100% of the decisions, right. the successes and the failures are on me. Right, right now. I, I, my opinion is scaling, you know, there's only, you know, you want to go fast, go alone, you want to go far, go together. And, I, and funny enough, actually in retrospect, actually maybe even counterintuitively, in order to go fast with business, you need to have um, 
more capital, need to have uh, more people. I think that bring different sets of, not just money. So, I, you know, my interest in investors is not just the, the, the capital. I'd rather make it strategic uh, partners. Um, yeah, there's things that I don't know too. I don't want to pretend to know everything. I think we, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm ready you'd for probably, the right people. You'd probably go to your community first and see. Yeah, I, and I, exactly. I already, I know I have a good, uh, good mind on people that, I have mentors in my community right now. Amazing. So it's, everything's just time. It's just everything's, everything's happening. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, right now I don't have a problem when it comes to the business. It's just seeing it through. Speaking of business, I know you're an avid reader. Yep. What's one book that you would recommend to anybody? What's, what's one book recommendation that you have? Kind of your Bible. I have a lot. Uh, my Bible. There's, there's, there are books that had the most impact on me, but I don't know if they're my favorite now. Um, what book has had the most impact on you? Um, foundationally, so now, so I'm gonna say more than one. I need to ask for one, which is annoying. I know what you're gonna say. What? Say it on three. One, two, three. Atomic Habits. No, 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 no. no. I'm, reading, <laughs> I'm actually no. That's current. But um, Rich Dad Poor Dad was the first book I read that that um, started me into like being gung ho for business. And uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mm. um, has had a very huge impact on the way I op operate. Um, so those are two books that, I, that foundationally kind of have helped me develop character-wise towards my mindset and business. Um, so I definitely recommend those. All right, um, and yeah. before I let you go. Tommy Habits is good too though. Yeah. yeah. Before I let you go, Prince, yes. give me one word of advice for anybody trying to make it. Simply, first of all, one word of advice is get to know yourself. Um, I think people, you hear people say this, but you actually have to sit down and just look in the mirror and make sure you know who you are and what you want. And I think that what a lot of people are lacking, and this is more like going down to the skeleton of, of who I am or what, what, makes, what I believe success is driven by is knowing your values, right? And the only way you can know your values is if you know yourself. So I think all of us have... There's a deeper uh, version of us, the child in us. You have to reconnect with that person. I think most people need to do that. So my advice would be to look in the mirror and wait till you see that kid and say, what do you want? And I feel like in New York, it's easy to get lost in the Oh, noise. it's so easy. This, I, recently, I looked in the mirror and I couldn't see myself. Like in the way that I, I, I do this all the time. And I was like, it was like, like, I'm looking at myself and then boom, my eyes locked. And I said, there you are. It always feels emotional when you do that. It always, if it doesn't feel emotional, you're not doing it right. But there you are, because it's a kid that needs you to do something for him. So you're, it's, that kid is still alive, and you gotta connect. What do you want? And once you, what do you want? And once you know what those things are, your core values are gonna come from that. I will not compromise here. I will get this because I have to get my kid, me, the first kid I've ever had, which is me. I need to take care of that kid. God bless. Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. No, man, I, my pleasure, man. It's such an honor, honestly. Yeah, I gotta get... your, your shows are amazing. Thank you. Amazing. So uh, Thank you. I mean, I got to get back here to work out now. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, I've been working on the guns. No, you look good, bro. No, I, I told you. That's the first thing I said when I, I saw you. You look great. Prince, Trooper Fitness, all we know is go. All we know is go, baby.